0: Welcome to the Sunbury Press Book Show on the BookSpeak Network. Sunbury Press publishes print, electronic, and audiobooks under a variety of imprints and categories, available worldwide wherever books are sold. And now your host, the founder and CEO of Sunbury Press, Lawrence Knorr. We're at the Christian Baker Farm near historic Boiling Springs, Pennsylvania. My guest today
1: is author Barry Sparks. He wrote Finding the Next Mickey Mantle. High expectations come from being labeled the next Mickey Mantle, but once the media or an organization utters that phrase, it becomes an albatross. From draft busts to perennial all-stars, every player feels the pressure of high expectations. This book shares which players overcame the odds and became the superstars we expected them to be. Barry Sparks has written about baseball for more than 50 years. His first article appeared in the July 1970 Baseball Digest, He has written for more than 70 national and regional publications, including National Pastime, Sports Collectors Digest, Sports Parade, and many others. He's the author of Frank, Home Run Baker, World Series Hero, and Hall of Famer, and a member of the Society for American Baseball Research. Welcome, Barry Sparks.
2: Thank you, Lawrence. Glad to be here.
1: Well wow, I was looking at july nineteen seventy baseball digest that's before I even started reading them as a kid
2: <laughs> <laughs> well I'll tell you it was uh it was a strange occurrence because I knew nothing about freelance writing or anything and I was home on the Christmas break one time when I was in college and I just gotten a baseball encyclopedia that came out in nineteen sixty nine mm-hmm. you' very familiar with that the Macmillan Baseball Encyclopedia, and I wrote an article about the triple, how it was declining, and I sent it in to Baseball Digest, and lo and behold, they said they were interested in publishing it, and that kind of started my, uh, my uh, writing about baseball and my uh, journalistic career so it, w- it was a very good article for me as far as uh, what happened after it.
1: Yeah, that's that's awesome. And I I mentioned your other book in the uh, in the opening about Frank Home Run Baker. And I'm having written about uh, both Carl Scheib and and Eddie Plank. Of course, more so Eddie Plank because Frank played with Eddie. But uh, I got into those Philadelphia athletics teams. And uh, the one thing I'll say about a home run Baker, he
2: didn't really hit a lot of
1: home runs, did he? At least not not from
2: current well, perspective. Right, right. yeah. He, he was the great home run hitter of his time. But as they always say, he never hit more than 12 in a season. Um, but that was quite an accomplishment because when Baker was playing from 1909 to 1922, but particularly in the early years, hitting a home run that was a, that went over the fence was a rarity. And um, so for a guy to be able to hit uh, 12 home runs was quite an accomplishment. And uh, he, he was an esteemed uh, baseball player. He was a great player. And uh, he grew up, uh, he, well, he lived about seven or eight miles from where I grew up. So I had a natural uh, connection to Baker and that's why I decided to write the biography of uh, Frank Homer and Baker.
1: No, that, that's wonderful. And that's one I should probably add to my shelves. So your new book that we just published is all about comparing players since Mickey Mantle to Mickey Mantle. So we should probably start with talking a little bit about the Mick Mickey hmm. Mantle and uh, some people listening may not. They might have heard the name, but not might not know a lot about Mickey Mantle. So why does Mickey Mantle get so much attention?
2: Well, Mickey Mantle uh, played his entire career in New York, which is the media capital of the world. So anybody who plays in New York is going to be under uh, not only a lot of scrutiny, but they will receive a tremendous amount of publicity. And Mantle was no exception to that. And Mantle comes to the Yankees at age 19, and he's in a situation where he is supposed to succeed Joe DiMaggio. He's supposed to help the Yankees continue to win pennants and World Series. And he's supposed to become a great player. And he was probably under more pressure than... Uh, most any other player in baseball history because um, uh, it, it was just all eyes were on him. The expectations were there and Mantle took, he came at, at age 19 and it wasn't until he was about 24 where he really became a superstar. And um, up to that point, he'd been somewhat of a disappointment to the New York media and to the Yankees themselves Um because he hadn't obtained what they thought his potential was. But in 1956, he won the Triple Crown, so he led the league in home runs, average, and RBIs. Yeah. And he was the MVP. And the next year, uh, he was the most valuable player again. And even though he didn't win the Triple Crown, a lot of people thought... He would win the triple crown, which nobody had ever won back-to-back triple crowns, but uh, they thought that uh, that he might. So, so Mantle uh, was a, a mainstay of the great Yankee teams. I think the the Yankees uh, they, they, they went to World Series something like fourteen out of sixteen years, and Mantle was a part of that. So he was a high-profile player. He hit home runs. Uh, he was uh, uh, charismatic in the sense that a lot of this came from the media because uh, Mano was really just a country boy. And, and really, I, I mean country boy. He right. was un- unsophisticated in New York City with all the media and everything else like that. But the media liked him. Matter of fact, they, they kind of loved him. Uh, but he was a great performer, he played why he was hurt. He had great respect from his teammates, and he was a, a valuable cog to the Yankee dynasty. So that's why, you know, he's, he's up there, and he's also the epitome of a superstar. And we talk about a five-tool player, and man, was that? And you're talking about a player that can hit for high average, um, can hit home runs, uh, can run, can field. Uh, it can do everything and mantle could do that and as most people know he he got hurt in 1951 his rookie season hurt his knee and they never played again without a lot of pain um, but anyway he is what people held others up to um, and many uh, and the Yankees were were kind of obsessed to, to find the next Mickey Mantle because they had a string of 40 years of superstars Babe Ruth, Luke Garrick, Joe DiMaggio, Mickey Mantle. Well, you know, who would come next? Right. And so they were they were trying to find who the next Mickey Mantle was. And and part of this was a marketing thing because, you know, if you have a superstar, you have, uh, you know, uh, somebody you can market. You have a lot of hope for your team. You have a, an attendance magnet. So Mantle uh, fulfilled all those things. And, um that uh, they not only the Yankees but other teams. I mean, who wouldn't want another Mickey Mantle? As they well, let say.
1: Let me let me ask you about that now. Now, Mickey Mantle. You know, you started out saying you know they were looking for somebody essentially to replace Joe DiMaggio. So,
2: mm-hmm.
1: I'd have to say Mickey Mantle, in a lot of ways, might have been superior to, to Joe DiMaggio. Maybe not defensively, but certainly mm-hmm. power. You know, both of those gentlemen. Are trying to be the next Babe Ruth So, you know, you can keep going back And say the next this, the next that But nobody ever really replaced Babe Ruth In baseball, at least not not For quite a while Right, but yeah, the next Mickey Mantle So, uh, we've got all these Players on these different teams over the next 50, 60 years where uh, The media hypes them, whether it's a Yankees player or not And saying, oh, he could be the next Mickey Mantle So, um you know, who was the first person on the Yankees that started to deal with that trauma
0: of, of right, being right. labeled? Well,
2: yeah. well and, and this goes back to, to, to what kind of inspired me to write the book. I, I was 13 years old, and I remember Tom Tresh won Rookie of the Year for the Yankees in 1962, and um, – It was right after he had a very good season, but it was right after that where the articles started to come out and say, is Tresh the next Mickey Mantle? And Tom Tresh was a switch hitter. He started as a shortstop. They moved him to left field. So he had some similarities with Mantle there. Um, But he was the first guy. And Mantle was still playing, but he was in the twilight of his career and so people were saying, oh, maybe Tom Tresh is the next Mickey Mantle. And and Tresh was a good player, but he didn't possess the power that Mickey Mantle had. I mean, who who did? Very few people did. And um what happened to Tresh is you see that um he the first three or four years he did very well. They were in the World Series. He performed well in the World Series. And then um, the Yankee talent started to decline and Tresh had nobody in the lineup like a man or Maris or Elston Howard to help him out. And Tresh tried to become a home run hitter. And you see this with several of the guys that um, they try to hit home runs and they're not really home run hitters. And what happens is they screw their swing up and they're all out of kilter and they, they keep, trying harder and it kind of snowballs yeah. and that's what happened to tom Tresh. um so he was the first one and he played nine years um he was done in baseball at age 31 and um he hurt, he injured his knee in one spring training and uh, the yankees told him to keep playing throughout the season instead of having knee surgery and that certainly didn't help him any but uh Trash was the first player in a long line of players to be tabbed as the next Mickey Mantle.
1: All right. Well, Barry, that was fascinating. We're going to take a break, and we're going to be
0: right back. Sunbury Press Books is the home of independent and diverse authors. Check out the agency books imprint for detective, law enforcement, espionage, terrorism, spy thrillers, and more. Among the works available, The Apologist, a Luke Lundy novel by A.A. A. Weiss, J.A. Walsh's Purpose of Evasion, and Douglas Brody's Sand, or Once Upon a Time in the Jazz Age. Find these and other fascinating books at sunburypress.com.
1: I'm talking to Barry Sparks, the author of Finding the Next Mickey Mantle. We were just talking about Tom Tresh, and, uh, you know, I don't want to give away your whole book, but you have 15, 20, maybe more chapters of other guys that, for one reason or another, early on were dubbed the next Mickey Mantle. I'll just ask you, uh, generally speaking... You know, who might have been the most uh, overrated among this group, who, who came nowhere near being the next Mickey Mantle?
2: Well, um, I would say uh, two two guys, uh, Joe Pepitone, which a lot of people know Joe Pepitone because he was a longtime Yankee, and Ruben Rivera, who a lot of people may not know, but he was a Yankee. And he also played for the San Diego Padres and a couple other teams. Right. Um, but Joe, uh, everybody said about Joe Pepitone that, um, he, he could be the next Mickey Mantle. And a lot of players have said that Joe probably squandered more talent than any other player and that he was really actually hall of fame caliber, but he never applied himself. um, Ruben Rivera, uh, highly rated, uh, but was very uncoachable and never really did much. I think his lifetime batting average was 219, and he struck out a lot. Uh, those are players who who probably squandered the most talent, but but let me go back to what you asked about the most overrated. Yeah. Um, I would say um, maybe guys who probably had the – least amount of talent but got the tag of the next mickey mantle might have been a, a steve whitaker tony sausalita um those were two guys that um uh, like tony sausalita had a great uh season in class a which is the lowest level of the minors right and so Uh, They really touted them after that season, but as most baseball fans would know, is that, hey, that's the lowest level of the minors. Uh, You know, you've got a lot more to prove um, than just at Class A. Uh, Steve Whitaker had a great swing um, for Yankee Stadium, which means that you're a left-handed hitter and you pull the ball, and the uh, Yankee Stadium had that short right-field fence. And Joe DiMaggio looked at Steve Whitaker and said, "The kid can't miss." Well, <laughs> right. Uh, he played like two full seasons in the in the majors and played like eight seasons. Uh, but Steve again uh, had a some good seasons in the minors, but never did anything that was. Uh, probably really worth uh, being the next Mickey man outside of that. He had a great swing and anybody who had that type of swing, the Yankees were very excited about him.
1: Yeah. Yeah. What do you think it is? Yeah. And I, you know, I've followed baseball since I was a kid. I've been to a lot of minor league games. I remember and major league games. And uh, I remember going to some Reading Phillies games and there was always some players that might've been the best player on the team at that time or, Another team came in, and there was a star guy in double-A. What happens to these guys that they they look like superstars, A-ball, double-A, sometimes even triple-A? They're leading the league in home runs in triple-A, but when you bring them up to the majors, it's a different level. What, what do you think happens?
2: Well, I, I, think, I think part of it is, as uh, Lawrence has said, when you're in the minor leagues, you might face, say you're a hitter, you might face a really, really good pitcher, maybe once a week. Um, And if you're a pitcher, you might face a really, really good hitter, maybe once a week, you know, something like that. But when you get to the majors, you're facing really good pitchers and hitters every day. And I think that is the thing that um, is the separating factor. And they say there are some guys who are great AAA players. They do well at that level, but you get to the majors – and it's a different story, and I think that's part of it. It's just the the level of competition uh, is so different. And even though today, uh, you know, the um, talent level is diluted somewhat because you have so many teams, uh, that talent level is still pretty doggone good. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the separating factor. And um, and and then I think there's there's more pressure too when you get to the majors. And there's more money involved, uh, you know. There's more eyes on you. It's, it's uh, if, if you're playing for Reading and you go 0 for 4 and you strike out twice with bases loaded, uh, it, it's it's a bad thing. But it's not the same as if you're playing for the Phillies and you go 0 for 4 and you strike out twice with bases loaded. So. Yeah,
1: especially <laughs> with those South Philly fans. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, so um, you know. Thinking more also about the Mick, about Mickey Mantle, uh, when we're, we're waiting for someone to be the next Mickey Mantle, but when you look at Yankees history, there really haven't been a lot of players that play their whole career for the Yankees that have as impactful a career as he did. Let's say from a power perspective, obviously, you know, look at a Jeter at shortstop or, uh, you know, maybe some of the pitchers, uh, but has there been a player in Yankees history since that even has come close in reality to, to the, Mickey Mantle? The
2: short answer to that, Lawrence, is no. Right. <laughs> that, <laughs> uh, the Yankees have not produced a next Mickey Mantle. Yeah. Now, uh, what's uh, interesting is that, you know, prior to 1965, uh, when they implemented the amateur draft in baseball, were. um Uh, teams uh, drafted in the order of their – in the inverse order of how they finished. Um, It was kind of a free-for-all. Teams could sign anybody and all like that. And the Yankees uh, dominated that era. They had a lot of scouts out there. Uh, They had all this prestige and and an aura about them where players wanted to play for the Yankees, so they could actually – Sign a player like Bobby Mercer For half the money That the Dodgers offered Mercer um, So uh, That was to the Yankees' advantage And then when you get the draft that, that That's kind of start, started to, to equalize things Where uh, the Yankees couldn't dominate That way, and I think that uh, Definitely impacted the Yankees As it, you know, and it helped the other Teams that were not as strong as The Yankees, but there's been nobody that's been close to being the next uh, mickey Mantle on the yankees
1: i'd have now, to uh, hold on, hold that thought yeah i agree yeah. with you and we're going to talk about the rest of your answers so just sit tight
0: listen for the brown posey press podcast available here on the book speak network I'm Tori Gates, and my guests include fellow authors on our fiction imprint, but also other independent and self-published writers, poets, movers, and shakers in the literary world. Listen for current and previous shows here. The BookSpeak Network brings the story behind the stories and their creators here.
1: Talking to Barry Sparks, and we're talking baseball history, although I think I'm going to bring it more into the recent times. I know, Barry, you were about to answer... uh you know, we were talking about Mickey Mantles for the Yankees, but I think you're going to say something about maybe other teams.
2: Yes, uh, Lawrence, uh, and there, there is the next Mickey Mantle, and he's playing today, and it's Mike Trout of the uh, Angels. Right. And uh, Trout, uh, unfortunately, um, th- doesn't get the national publicity that, um, that Mantle got, and, you know, uh, But he has done uh, some phenomenal things, and he is definitely a five-tool player. Now, Trout, I think, is in his 11th year, and he has essentially been the best player in Major League Baseball for the last decade. Now, at uh, 31, he's certainly starting into a decline, but in his first five years in the majors, He finished no lower than second in the MVP voting. Uh, He's won three uh, MVP awards. He led the uh, American League in WAR, which is wins um, above replacement. Yeah, yeah, wins above replacement. He he led the league in WAR for five his first five years in the league. Meaning again that he was clearly the best player as far as th- that barometer is used and um he he is highly rated by his peers, and the thing is uh, that the unfortunate part is i mean he's only been in one playoff uh, uh series and he he went like one for twelve and hit one home run yeah uh mantle by the time he was twenty five had had been in like five World Series, uh, had 90 at bats in the World Series, and had eight or nine home runs. So so Mantle uh, shined during the uh, the World Series. Uh, Trout uh, is just a, a, a much lower profile player, uh, but he has the credentials, and he's done things that nobody else. Has ever done so. Yes, I would say uh, Trout is the is the next Mickey Mantle. If people were waiting for the next Mickey Mantle, they just have to look at the uh, Mike Trout. And it's just unfortunate that he plays on the West Coast and um, the Angels aren't better.
1: Right, right. The Angels have been pretty bad. But yeah. there's there's another guy uh, we'll spend a couple minutes talking about, uh, and that's Bryce Harper. And Bryce Harper comes up as a teenager as um, just a lot of expectations around him a little bit different profile as a player though. Uh,
2: and, well, what I'd like to say about Bryce Harper is that he of all the players that had the potential and were tagged as the next Mickey Mantle, he is the guy who has handled the pressure the best. And it, it's maybe not even close, but, uh, he was, he was built for pressure and, Uh, You know, he was on the cover of Sports Illustrated when he was 16 years old. But at age nine, he was playing for traveling teams and flying to different states and playing 130 games a year. And he was playing with guys who were like 12 and 13, and he was nine years old. And he was cocky at 15. He was cocky at 19 when he got to the majors and he's cocky today not as cocky as he used to be um but he he has really uh, thrived on the pressure and i think people see the the way he is with the phillies and the nationals he certainly uh, wants to win and um he has two mvp awards and he might end up um uh, you know getting uh, one or two more mvp awards before he's done and uh, he's he's certainly um An outstanding player uh if you look at his war wins above replacement it's about half of what mike trout's is yeah but um he's still ahead of all the other players and uh, uh, a lot of people may not realize this but um trout i mean uh, harper in his age 26 season he had 184 home runs and mike schmidt at age 24, season had 93. Right. So uh, uh, Schmidt ended up with 548. So it's a good chance that uh, Harper can end up with 500 home runs. You know, and uh, he, he certainly is. I, I think making a s- strong case for Hall of Fame at this point.
1: Yeah, you would think with the team that they've built around him too, that he's he's got a lot of opportunities. Just got to keep him healthy.
2: Yes. Yes. And I, I like the fact that that when Harper signed with the Phillies, it was a 13-year contract with no no trade, and uh, he wanted to stay with the team. And I think you can see the impact of that decision by how much he influences other players to want to come to Philadelphia, yeah. and how he's really invested in the in the future of the team.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think the whole Trey Turner signing uh, definitely. The presence of Harper and those two being friends uh, has, its, and, has its benefits.
2: And what's interesting about Harper, e- even though he, he never saw Mickey Mantle play, um, Mickey Mantle was his father's favorite player, and uh, Harper wore 34 with the Nationals. And that was, an honor of Mantle, mm-hmm. three plus four equals seven.
0: Right.
2: And he said he's watched uh, Mickey Mantle play on that classic ESPN Um, films, and so he admires Mantle, so he he definitely has a connection there, even though he was many, many years removed from uh, Mantle's playing days.
1: So Barry, we have just a couple minutes to go. I wanted to ask you what you're writing now, if you've got another project underway, or you're thinking about one.
2: Yeah, well, I think like a lot of authors, uh, you're always thinking about things, and you have to find something that you're passionate about and find something that feel like uh hasn't been written about that needs to be written about so at this point i don't have a a project per se but i am constantly thinking about what might be my next work and you know i like i've written books on baseball and you know it could be another baseball topic but i'm up for another sports topic if it's uh interesting and appealing
1: well, I'm sure uh, if I go look back at my own notes of things that I was thinking about baseball books that I don't have the time to write, <laughs> maybe I can find <laughs> an idea for you.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, it's always interesting because uh, baseball is such a great sport because um, people love the history of it. And uh, although there's a lot been written about it, there are a lot of other topics that have not been that are very worthy of um of somebody's effort. And uh, I think there's a readership out there for a lot of topics. In
1: fact, I think I know one. I I was checking the other week. I don't think anybody's ever done a biography of Chuck Klein.
2: Oh, you're, you're, you're right. You're right. And I was just, that would be a good one. There you go. He's he, he, certainly a great player for the 30s and the Phillies. And yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't think many people know much about him. I mean, I know some stats about him, but as far as anything else, uh, not so much, but, yeah, that that would be a good one.
1: Well, no promises. Well, Lawrence,
2: I, I know you got plenty of uh, pokers in the fire, so <laughs> <laughs> maybe somebody else will pick that up.
1: All right. Well, Barry, it's been great talking to you. We'll have you back another time.
2: All right. I appreciate it.
0: Thank you for listening to the Sunbury Press Book Show on the BookSpeak Network. Check out our website at www.sunburypress.com for our latest releases. Be sure to subscribe to our newsletter to receive special offers and discounts.